Welcome to this talk from Emmaus Road Church in Guildford, UK. Thank you for joining us on the journey, wherever you are in the world. You can find out more about who we are and what we're up to at EmmausRoad.com. Hallelujah. Uh, let's just stay standing, shall we, a moment. What wonderful songs, some very old. Uh, some very new, because for thousands of years, people have celebrated this greatest truth of all truths, that there is a God, and He made you, and He loves you, and that uh, when He saw us messing up our world and our relationships and ourselves, He did the most logical thing you can do. He first of all sent people to communicate to us. It didn't work, so eventually He came as Jesus Christ, the greatest person without exaggeration who ever lived. And he said things no one had said before, and he did things no one had done before. And he said, anyone who wants to know what God's like, come to me and I'll show you. And we crucified him. And he bled and he died for us. Easter is not just happy bunnies and escapism. It is brutally real about the pain of life. And many of us today know that pain. Many of us know the, the struggle and the suffering. The reality of how it can hurt like hell to walk around on this planet. That is part of the Easter story, and we've been singing that. But on the third, as we just sang three days later, the creator of all things, the creator of life himself came back to life. He destroyed death. Death died, and with him came life and hope forevermore. And it is the greatest news that you will ever hear, and certainly that you could hear anywhere today. It is the news that's being celebrated all around the world on this Easter day. And so there's a greeting that Christians have used for 2,000 years on Easter day. And it's called the Pascal greeting. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, this goes right back to the days where we were being cruelly persecuted for believing this stuff. And uh, people would go up to each other on Easter Day. You know, the reason that Sunday is a day off is because it's the day that Jesus rose from the grave. It changed the way we do our weeks. It changed the way we do our years. It changed everything about our lives. Before then, it was Saturday. It was a day off. Then it became Sunday because Jesus rose from the grave. Uh, you know, the Commodores could never have sung easy like Sunday morning if Jesus hadn't risen from the grave. And, uh, and uh, the greeting is this, that we just look at each other and say, you know, one says, uh, Christ has risen, and the other says, he has risen indeed. And with that indeed comes this sense of, it's my experience. So we're just going to do that because it'll be done all around the world today. I'm going to say to you, Christ is risen. And I love you with all the passion that you can stir to reply, he is risen indeed. Is that all right? Okay, ready? Christ is risen. He is risen Amen. Hallelujah. Please be seated. So, uh, we're just going to start by reading the great gospel story of Christ's resurrection from the dead. And uh, so... My beautiful wife, Sammy, is going to do that. This is John chapter 20, and we're going to read verses 1 to 18. John 20, 1 to 18. 
Early on the first day of, of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the tomb had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Amen. Thanks, babe, as it says in the uh, original liturgy. <laughs> in the message version. Um, <laughs> the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is the single most important moment in world history, bar none. You don't even have to believe it's true to accept that. Everything changed in world history on that day. The resurrection of Jesus affects every single one of us in this venue profoundly. I know many of you come to church every week. Some of you may never have been to church before, but we are all affected profoundly by the resurrection of Jesus. Firstly, it means that the power of sin in our lives can be broken. Christians believe that Jesus died on that cross to take our sin from us. And it means that those things that we all say and think and do, that we know it's profoundly selfish and can almost be cancerous in our lives, those addictions, those behaviors, those attitudes we, we don't want to be like that. We don't want to think like that. We don't want to act like that, but we still do. The Bible says all have sinned and screwed up. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And, and we know that. Everybody knows that. The great psychologists are all trying to solve it. What do we do with just the mess of humanity? Our newspapers are full of it. And the good news of the resurrection is you can find forgiveness and find a fresh start. If you were physically sick, you'd go to a doctor. What do you do when you are spiritually sick? You go to God and we can be forgiven. The second reason the resurrection of Jesus is good news is that it means that there is life after death. Death is a reality in our world even just journeying together as a church through this year, we've had deaths, and it hurts deeply. 
but we do not grieve as those who have no hope. Because if Jesus rose from the grave, we believe that there is life on the other side of death. For me, very personally, my dad died a number of years ago. I believe I will see him again one day. I believe my kids will meet him one day. What a beautiful and wonderful hope it is that we have because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We just sung, were uh, the whole realm of nature mine, that were an offering far too small. Love so amazing, uh, so divine, demands, I love the strength of that, my soul and my life, my all. And the resurrection of Jesus Christ means logically that if Jesus has got death over and done with, he is alive still today, that he is moving around in our world, hearing our prayers, that you can not just vaguely believe this stuff, but you can actually know him. To be a Christian is not just to be religious in some dreadful way, but is to have a living relationship with Jesus Christ, alive from the dead. Uh, one of the people we've been remembering in recent weeks uh, in this nation is Emma Chambers, the actress who played Alice in The Vicar of Dibley. And a few years ago, I had the privilege of meeting uh, the lady who uh, was actually the role model for The Vicar of Dibley. Richard Curtis met Joy Carol Wallace, who was a vicar in London at the time, and so liked her, he thought, I'm going to write a sitcom about this woman. And um, uh, Joy Carol Wallace tells this great story about uh, one of her parishioners in London, her name was uh, Florrie Shaw, and she was 87 years old, and she had to go into hospital for some very serious surgery. And the doctor had to sit her down in advance and say, Florrie, it's possible you will not survive this surgery. You're 87 years old, and it's pretty serious. And she prepared herself to die. Well, she survived the surgery, and she came round, but she was a little blurry. And she was sort of opening her eyes, but not quite seeing clearly when... The doctor, wearing a white coat, <laughs> approached her. <laughs> and blinking, she came out with the immortal, quite literally, line, Hello, God. I'm Flory Shaw. <laughs> and Joy Carol Wallace said, That's a lovely thing for two reasons. The first is this, the humility of the woman. She didn't assume that God would know her name. Hi, I'm Mervyn Thomas. <laughs> Seeing Mervyn, you know. Hi, I'm Josh Thomas. Seeing another Thomas unrelated over there. <laughs> God's kind of big and busy, and maybe we'll just have to quickly give him a prompt, you know. But as well as the humility is a beautiful certainty about Flory Shaw. She knew where she was going. She understood the resurrection of Jesus meant there is life on the other side of death. And this is the cornerstone of the Christian gospel. That word gospel just means good news. That one day, you and I will be resurrected with Jesus from the grave. And we will be able to say, hello, God. <laughs> but it's not just about life. After death, we believe it's about life before death because we all experience death and dying in our own lives. 
in a thousand different ways, relationally, psychologically, death of dreams, suffering and sickness. And we believe that Jesus Christ and his resurrection from the grave is good news for us in this life and in the next. Nikki Gumbel says, the resurrection of Jesus is rooted in history. It's a historical fact. This is not just some myth. It is, it is uh, as provable. In fact, it's more provable than any other historical event of its antiquity. Uh, you can look in documents, not just the Bible, to discover that. It's not um, credible. If, if someone says to you it didn't actually happen, they just haven't done, they actually literally haven't researched it properly. It is his, a historical fact. The death of Jesus is well recorded. Uh, and uh, he says it's a historic, uh, it's rooted in history. It is grounded in scripture. Here we have by far the world's best-selling book. Uh, and, you know, some 2.3 billion people in our world today are celebrating Easter. That is almost a third of the world's population. We think that things like the World Cup final, the Olympics, are a big deal. It is a fraction of the number who are celebrating Easter today in our world. In fact, in places they don't know who any of our celebrities are, they are waking up and celebrating Easter today. And, the, and it is rooted in the story of this book. So uh, the resurrection is rooted in history. It is uh, grounded in Scripture, and he says it is confirmed by experience. A and that's why you could go around this room now and talk to any Christian in this venue, any Christian in the world, and say, how do you know Jesus is alive? And they might talk about history, and they might talk about the Bible, but at some point they're going to talk about their own personal experience of having met Jesus. Him alive. Him engaged with their lives, him answering prayers, him forgiving sins. And uh, so that was Florrie Shaw's story. Uh, that's the story of lots of people who've done Alpha over the last term in this church. and Some have come to know Jesus. We're going to be hearing some of their stories in a few weeks' time, baptizing some of them soon. It, you might be surprised by some of the people who have encountered the risen Jesus this year. Uh, here's one of them. Uh, who know, who's that then? Justin Bieber. His name is sort of whispered by some of you with a faraway look. Uh, <laughs> clearly believers. Uh, Ju Justin Bieber, there's enormous speculation. I don't know if you've seen it in the, in the music press at the moment. They're terribly worried that his new album that's coming out quite soon is going to be all about his... A deepening Christian faith. They're like, oh no, he's going to do a, a you know, because you, you're allowed to be tolerant of absolutely anything except someone having any kind of conviction in their faith. And uh, Justin Bieber's clearly been on a um, quite a journey in his own relationship with God, in fact, through some friends of mine. Uh, here's another one. Uh, any of you who've seen the film Black Panther uh, may recognize uh, the actress there, uh, Sope Aluko, who plays Shaman. And uh, it's interesting, she was just talking about uh, during the filming of Black Panther. Uh, what, it's quite remarkable what was going on. She says, during breaks in filming on set, we shared testimonies. And most people, this is most of the actors, were testifying to God's miracles in their lives. It was almost like being at church. It's funny, isn't it? But just logically, if, if almost a third of the world's population is a Christian, it's funny how at the moment that Christian is depicted on TV, they're kind of weird. They kind of quote Bible verses all the time, have weird, faraway looks in their eyes. But, but honestly, those are just the weird ones. 
We are, we are everywhere. We are everywhere in our culture. We are everywhere in every street, in every office of followers of Jesus Christ. And so you can watch a movie like that and go, oh, actually quite a lot of those cool actors and actresses in Lycra and everything else are <laughs> Christians. Uh, here's another one. Dear Led Sheeran. Um, who, uh, it's just interesting. He's recently applied for planning permission to build a chapel in his grounds uh, because, and he says to the planners, every person has the right to have a place for prayer. Amen, Ed. Um, what are he going to do now? Hasn't he done minus and plus and times? and divide? Is there, well, What's he going to do next? We don't know, do we? Maybe retire? I don't know. Um, a BBC poll discovered that... Uh, oh, no, sorry, I've got to show you another one. Uh, here, this was yesterday in Trafalgar Square. Uh, 20,000 people watching The Passion of uh, Jesus Christ uh, acted out by Wintershaw, uh, which is obviously just down the road here. Uh, good friends of ours that run the Wintershaw Passion Plays. We had one in the high street here in Guildford uh, yesterday. Hundreds of people at that. As I said, 20,000. This will probably be in some of the newspapers today. Uh, the, 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 the message of Easter is all around us in our world. And the BBC uh, did a poll that found out that 50 50% of people in the UK believe in the resurrection of Jesus, which is way more than go to church uh, in this country. That means that you have people in your street, people in your workplace, who believe in the resurrection of Jesus, uh, but might not necessarily go to church. That's a pretty good place to start a conversation. My friend Bob was in Spain, and he saw something quite remarkable and took a photograph. Take a look at this. For those of you uh, listening online, there's a picture of the crucifixion of Jesus, uh, and it's just been put out against the bins. And uh, it's such a powerful image, isn't it, of the way that we so often can just take the Easter message, the death and resurrection of Jesus, and just put it out with the rubbish. It's not a thing we want in our homes. It's not a thing we want in our lives. It's just a picture. It was said of Christ's own death 2,000 years ago. He was despised and rejected, and we held him in low esteem. And if we're honest in our world, the death and resurrection of Jesus by many is still something that is held in low esteem. C.S. Lewis, the great writer of the Narnia uh, Chronicles, uh, talks about Easter Day, and he says this, and it's got some of C.S. Lewis's flowery language, so bear with me here. He says, a person really ought to say the resurrection happened 2,000 years ago, in the same spirit in which they say, I saw a crocus yesterday, because we know what is coming behind that crocus, the spring comes slowly down this way, but the great thing is that the corner has been turned. And then he says, we have the power either of withstanding the spring and sinking back into the cosmic winter or of going on into those high midsummer pomps in which our leader, the Son of Man, already dwells and to which he is calling us. It remains with us to follow or not to follow, to die in this winter, or to go on into that spring and that summer. What will you do this Easter? 
Will you die in this cosmic winter or follow Jesus into the new life of spring? Perhaps you feel like you have been in a long winter and you're really ready for a crocus or two. Perhaps you feel like you're just beginning to see that first crocus, that first little glimpse of hope and life. Maybe this Easter is about daring to hope again. That was one of the phrases I felt like God gave me as I was preparing. Some of us, Easter, the resurrection of Jesus means daring to hope, taking that crocus as a promise of spring and summer to come. Maybe God wants to give you new hope today. I read a beautiful um, rendition of of Romans chapter 8 this morning, um, which talks about the power of the resurrection in our lives. Let me just read this to you. God's Spirit beckons. There are things to do and there are places to go. This resurrection life that you received from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It is an adventurously expectant greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? I love that. Resurrection hope is the Spirit beckoning you today into something new, out of a timid, grave-tending experience, just hanging around the grave, hanging around, whatever that looks like for you, whatever death has looked like in your experience recently. I wonder if for some of us it is about literal death and dying. And, and God is saying, I know how much it hurts. And I know you'll always miss that person. But it is time. As the crocus comes out, as the spring comes, it is time to step into the new season. Or maybe stepping into Easter this year is about some other area of despair and hopelessness in your life. Not necessarily with death and dying. But God is saying, you dare to believe for something better. Maybe you've been in this long season of waiting. And today, God is saying to you, it's time to begin new adventures. Or maybe, and I felt this very specifically for someone here. I don't know who it is, but I was asking the Lord, what what are you wanting to say? And I felt like God was saying maybe to someone here that, um, you're starting a new relationship right now. It's a good relationship. It's a healthy relationship. But you're carrying some grave clothes from a previous relationship that is making it really hard. And he's saying to you, it's time for a new adventure. What was it we just sang? He, he, he left the, the folded grave clothes where the body lay. You know, leave the grave clothes behind. We, don't, don't, don't tend the grave. It's time to move on expectantly, saying, what's next, Papa? So I want to sort of echo those words from C.S. Lewis. I want to invite people to step into spring, to step into the resurrection life of Jesus 
uh, this Easter? Will you let Easter come and go uh, just in a sort of feast of chocolate and, 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 and uh, you know, bunny rabbits and whatever else? It's just this day of the year, this mad, weird day of the year in which we sort of go on an insulin sort of like buzz and, and, and get, let our children eat things they can't eat the rest of the year. Is that all it is? And we wake up tomorrow morning uh, with a sort of chocolate hangover, or could actually this day and the message behind this day live with us for the rest of the year? Will you let it become a celebration of new life and hope until one day you wake up blinking like Flory Shaw and say, hello, God. <laughs> that simple choice to step into spring, to accept the death and resurrection of Jesus was not just this vague thing, but it was for me, changed my life, and it has changed the life of so many others. It changed Flory Shaw's life. It changed C.S. Lewis's life. It changed Sope Aluko's life. And yes, it even seems to have changed Justin Bieber's life. <laughs> it means that... I am being changed for the better. I still screw up, but that I find forgiveness and freedom when I mess up. It means that I know God's presence with me through the best and the worst moments of my life. My life isn't easier necessarily for being a Christian, but I know God's love with me, even in the valley of the shadow. And it means that I have hope, not just for life now, but forevermore. It is a wonderful thing to know the reality of the risen Jesus Christ in our lives. And, uh, you know, some people, when they make that decision to become Christians, to accept that the death and resurrection of Jesus is for them, some people it's very dramatic and some it's just very gradual. Um, we, we run Alpha in this church every term. We'll be starting a new one in couple of weeks' time, and, and uh, you know, we always have a lot of people who, who just saying, I'd love to, you know, turn up, eat some food, hear a little talk to stimulate some conversation, break into a group, and then we just talk about different aspects of what Christians believe. And, you know, some people come on the course as atheists and they leave as agnostics, you know, and, and, and some people come on the course and they become Christians. Almost everyone just seems to love the course. I mean, that's the amazing thing. And, and uh, we, last year, we doubled the number of people who came through Alpha in this church because it's just people are doing this out there. Just people in your street, people in your workplace are doing Alpha, whether they've told you or not. Uh, millions actually around the world have done it now. And um, so we're starting a new one soon. And for some people, that is a process, a gentle process of coming to faith through discussion and thought and quietly daring to ask questions, maybe even daring to pray. It's, it's, the, it's actually, you know, this church is called Emmaus Road, which is an Easter story. It's a story of just after the resurrection of Jesus, two people are walking on their commute from Jerusalem to a village near the capital city called Emmaus. 
And as they're walking, they're talking about the things of faith and these wild rumors that Jesus might have risen from the grave. <laughs> and then this stranger joins them and kind of goes, hey, what are you talking about? And they're like, oh, you heard, you're the only person who hasn't. We're wondering if Jesus has risen from the grave. And Jesus <laughs> is like, oh, that's interesting. Tell me about it. And uh, he cheekily kind of sidles into their conversation and gradually explains how the whole of this book points to him his death and his resurrection and then they get to their house and they say you want to come in for some food and he goes mm, all right in fact it's funnier than that he goes he, he pretends he was going to carry on down the road I mean where do you go once you've risen from the grave you know it's like uh yeah I've, yeah, I've got a bit of time <laughs> like eternity you know okay I'll come in for dinner and then they say there's this moment they sit down and he breaks the bread you know, and he takes the cup, and they they go, you know, holy cow! Oh no, that's the wrong religion. <laughs> they go, it's Jesus. In that moment, he kind of goes, bye, and disappears, dude. I love the gentle process of it. Some, it's an Emmaus road gentle process some it's a damascus road crisis you know the apostle paul he's been like killing the christians he's like a full-on kind of like isis you know ah kind of dude and then he goes and then god goes hi and he goes no and he gets blinded it's dramatic and then eventually he realizes um jesus you know is the son of God and as he gives his life to the Lord he's healed so for some of you it's dramatic transformation to become followers of Jesus it's a Damascus road thing some it's a Maus road it's gentle and it's it's relational it's a process and Alpha is one of the things that really helps with that and uh, we've got one of these little booklets we'd love to give you on your way out today if you're thinking I can't quite remember what that scruffy bloke said about Easter um, but I need to think about it, then take one of these, and uh, it's just called Why Easter, and it's not got very many words, it's not a big scary book to read, but that will help you to uh, get your head around this little prayer, you can pray at the end uh, there in that. I said that that simple choice changed my life, and it's changed so many others, and it seems to me that it would be remiss of me not to give an opportunity right now as I finish to anyone here today who's saying, do you know what, I don't want to delay. I can't think of a better day to become a follower of Jesus than Easter. You know, it's a bit like I always kind of wish that, you know, if we'd got married on Christmas Day, it had been a weird wedding, but I'd never have forgotten our wedding anniversary ever after, <laughs> you know. Um, so... so Easter Day, I mean, what a day to become a Christian. Like, honestly, Bank Holiday Monday, you can do it, but it's not all that. <laughs> this is the day, you know. And um, Valentine's Day would be frankly weird. This is the day, Easter Day. So I just want to give an opportunity to anyone here today thinking, I've been thinking about this, I've been wondering about it, uh, but I've never sealed the deal. I've never consciously said to God, okay, you're in charge of my life. I, I fess up, I've screwed up, I've messed up, I've sinned. I'm done with pointing the finger at everyone else. I know I'm in a mess and I need help. I need to be forgiven. I, I accept that when you died on that cross, you did it for me. 
And, and I, want to, I want to say sorry for my sins. I want to be forgiven. And I want a new start. I want to live my life in relationship with the living Jesus. I want your resurrection in me. And one day, God, I would like to be like Florrie Shaw and step into heaven with a big hearty, hello, God. <laughs> so I think there may be people here today who think, yeah, I, I'd like to do that. No big deal. It's actually a very big deal. Well, there may be one or two people who are saying, I did that once, but I've been away from God for many, many years. I've, you know, I've really been heading in the wrong direction. It's time, this Easter, 2018, to come back. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to finish by praying a very short little prayer. And if you want to pray that prayer, uh, with me. I'd love you to do that. Not out loud, just do it quietly in your hearts. But the Bible says that God hears your uh, thoughts. He hears your silent prayers. And, um, and then uh, that, that's how you become a Christian. You make that simple choice and you tell God. You just say, I'm sorry, I've screwed up. Please forgive me. Please give me a fresh start. And I'm going to put you first. I'm going to put you in the driver's seat of my life now. You, you're in charge. I'm going to make you Lord of my life. I want to be part of the church. Count me in. And so um, if you'd like to do that, I am just going to give you that opportunity uh, right now. And um, so I wonder if we could all just pray uh, together now, whether you're a Christian or you're thinking, I want to become a Christian now. Uh, let's just, if you find it helpful, close your eyes, bow your heads. And the prayer I'm going to pray is, is from this little booklet. So uh, I'm going to pray it slowly so those of you who are echoing it in your own hearts can uh, just join in. So let's pray together now, shall we? Lord Jesus Christ, I am sorry for the things that I have done wrong in my life. Why don't you just take a few moments now to name particular things you're aware of and I'll ask forgiveness for those just quietly. Would you please, Lord, forgive me? I now turn from everything that I know is wrong. Thank you that you died on the cross for me so that I could be forgiven and free. Thank you that you offer me forgiveness and the gift of your spirit. I now receive that gift. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit to be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's just keep our eyes closed and our heads bowed. Because I'd love just to invite anyone who prayed that prayer and really meant it to raise your hands in just a second. I'll tell you why I'm doing this. Is you can't be a secret Christian. And do you know, honestly, everyone in this room is going to be happy for you and cheering you on. But to make it easy, I'm telling them to keep their eyes closed. And it's just a great way of putting a marker in and saying, count me in. I want to remember this moment. It's too easy just to drift on. 
and dismiss it. And you know if you really meant that prayer, you want to make sure you don't let this moment go. And so that's why I'm doing this. It's not to embarrass you, but I just think it's really important to take that first step of saying, I'm not ashamed. I did this. I really did this. So everyone keep your eyes closed. But those of you who prayed that prayer and really meant it, you're, you're becoming a Christian today. Just raise your hand. I can see one hand. There's another one. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Brilliant. Just going to wait a second more in case there's anyone else just battling a little bit. Superb. Great. Open your eyes, please. Guys, a whole bunch of people this Easter, because Jesus is alive and still on the move in our world, gave their lives to Jesus Christ and have begun that journey with him. Hallelujah. Do make sure you get one of these on your way out, especially if you prayed that prayer and really meant it. And do come on Alpha. Thank you.